without enjoying your food. You are in so much pain that the only thing that keeps you going is looking forward to the cheat day. And guess what? Someone will cheat from dusk to and disrupt all the progress that they've made over the week with one day. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Where are we listening from? Welcome to the Obsessed Spriggan. My name is Bruce, otherwise known as Coach Sibs. And to the new listeners, stick around. You really want to hear this. To those who've been with me from the beginning, welcome back. But today, we're going to be talking about healthy eating versus dieting. Now, majority of you might think it's the same thing. No, it's not. We're going to get into the nitty gritties of it. And we're going to try and make a clear distinction of the two and why I am pro healthy eating and not so much dieting. Mind you, this is my opinion. I am not saying this is what every trainer or what every person should believe. This is my perspective. And if you share the same perspective, perfect. If you don't, everyone's entitled to their own opinion and whatever works for you, works for you. So dieting for me is one of those where you get into a very strict, non-compromising eating plan for you to attain a certain goal. In those meals are regulated to a certain parameter. You are taken off certain foods and it is, in my opinion, very difficult. And I am yet to find an individual who comes to me and says, coach, you know what? I am on this diet and I love it. Like, oh my God, I wish I knew this diet existed from inception. I would have been on this 24 seven, you know, healthy eating. On the other side is an inclusive eating plan. We talk about diversity and inclusion. We also have it in food. All your macro and micro nutrients, you have them in certain quantities. Healthy eating looks at quality, quantity, and timing. So the quality of the food that you eat, be looking at quantity, which is the key operating word, quantity or moderation, and the time. When do you consume certain meals? It's very accommodating. It's very fun. You get to be very creative with food. And it's so flexible to the extent that you don't necessarily have to say to someone, you have a cheat day. So you're on a diet. Let's say your trainer puts you on a diet. Don't eat this. Don't eat that. Stop eating sugar. Stop eating carbs for whatever reason they say. You already put your body into shock because your body is used to certain things. And when you cut them off from nowhere, it creates a shock in your system and the response cravings because your body is trying to manipulate you into getting those foods back. It's the body's way or the body's defense mechanism. So I give you a cheat day on a diet and I hear this a lot. I have a cheat day. Or today you eat very greasy, very oily food. You eat, you have so much candy, you have so much cake. What happens with the diet is someone cannot wait until they have their cheat day. They'll be storing up and racking up all these foods that they want to eat on their cheat day. So all these days, let's say your cheat day is a Saturday. So all these days during the week, you're not enjoying what you're doing. You're not enjoying your food. You are in so much pain that the only thing that keeps you going is looking forward to the cheat day. 
And guess what? Someone will cheat from dusk till dawn and disrupt all the progress that they've made over the week with one day. Now, with healthy eating, all we are saying is this. This is how healthy eating starts. We're looking at moderation, starting with cutting down quantity of the foods that you eat. For example, if you're used to having a box of pizza by yourself, I'm not going to say you're off pizza. No. You're used to having one box. Let's go to half a box. Slight adjustment. We make slight adjustments to everything else. We make certain inclusions and we say for your dinners, we try and put more vegetables, a bit more protein. We try and reduce carbs. You see, I haven't removed anything to say, don't eat this, don't eat that. I'm just reducing quantities of all your food items. Next step, once you get used to the first stage, next stage is just to make another reduction. Your coffee, you like to have four sugars. We had cut down to three. Now let's take it down to two. Oily foods, let's try and reduce the amount of oil that we use. Or instead of let's use olive oil, instead of having two bags of potato chips, let's have one. We're making slight adjustments. I haven't deprived you of anything that you like. I am just asking you to make certain adjustments in terms of the quantities. The other adjustment that we make will say, okay, let's not have junk food before bed. You can have it at least two hours before you go to sleep or something like that. Slight adjustment. You find this is a sustainable way of getting someone to navigate their eating plan because when you look at food, you want food to be sustainable and you want it to be something that that person can incorporate into their life for the rest of their life. You're looking at longevity, so sustainability and longevity. And the certain diets that people go on that you know for a fact that they can't sustain them for the rest of their lives. And then when they go off that diet, they go off the rails. And that's the one thing that we're trying to avoid. So by practicing healthy eating, a person is within safe parameters. A person still enjoys going out with friends, going to restaurants, eating, without having the guilty conscience weighing in on them that they had a steak and a few couple of beers and a cake for dessert when they went out with their friends on Monday and it wasn't their cheat day. Or they go out with the family on a Friday and because it's not a cheat day, it's not a Saturday, they can't enjoy some peace and whatever with the kids at the park. That's not how it should be. Food is not meant or adjusting how you eat is not meant to be pain. It's not meant to be an exercise that breaks you down. Unless if the only time is if someone has a medical condition. For example, if someone is non-responsive, as people would want, to epileptic medication and a doctor puts them on a keto diet. That I can understand. Because at the end of the day, you want that person to end up being responsive to their medication. Fair and fine, fair enough. But if you're not taking any epileptic medication or whatever, you are jumping on the bandwagon of a keto diet because it's a fad diet. Mind you, we're going to talk about all these fad diets in a separate conversation. I'm just trying to make a point. 
I was saying you jump onto the bandwagon of this diet. You're eating certain ways. You're eating whatever you're eating. You're lowering your carbs or increasing your fat intake because, well, how you have that rapid fat loss and then you're like, yeah, I want to do this. That is not sustainable. You can't do that for the rest of your life. You can only do that for at most six months. Then you have to reintroduce carbs into your diet and then they will check again. So you see, you cannot, from medical standards, you cannot do keto for the rest of your life. So it's not sustainable, but you jump on it. And then when you get off it, what happens? For some people, they pick up the weight that they lose. But if you had gotten onto a healthy eating scenario where you're saying, okay, I want to make some changes in my life. I want to start eating better. I want to exercise more. And then you start doing the small adjustments, step by step. Rob wasn't built in one day. And then when you look back, oh man, you've traveled a very great distance. So, you know, people also then look and say, no, I'm on this diet because I want to lose weight. The weight loss is very simple. And I will always take it back to basics. And the basics every trainer should know is energy equation. If you put in the same amount of energy as you take out, which is calories, that is an even playing. That is maintenance. If you put in more than you take out, you have a surplus. Weight is gained. If you put in less and you take out more, weight is lost. Why? You are on a calorie deficit. So if you want to lose weight, simple. One, calorie deficit. Two, size or active lifestyle for a start. Then getting into the swing of exercise. Why do I say calorie deficit? Calorie deficit works with what I was saying about moderation. I did not say remove certain foods for you to meet the calorie deficit. Make slight adjustments. For example, if you're consuming 2,500 calories a day, you make certain small adjustments, you're down to 1,700 calories a day. That on its own is a good start to a calorie deficit. Reduction in the amount of energy you're putting in you start increasing your active lifestyle. You start increasing your exercise regimens. And you start seeing changes. You don't have to punish yourself from the onset because you want to lose weight. I hear this a lot. Anyone who knows me and anyone who's worked with me, they know I'll never stop you from enjoying the pleasures of life when it comes to food. I'll never stop anyone. Food is meant to be enjoyed. Food is fun. Food is beautiful. I will always say this, and I will say this, even if you wake me up in the middle of the night and ask me the same question, I will always say, practice moderation, period. Once you practice moderation, you will enjoy even your progress, and you will see it seeping through into your life. You will see it going through with you as you make even more adjustments. My take on healthy eating versus dieting is, I am a strong believer that people should focus on sustainability and longevity and focusing on sustainability and longevity is focusing on an eating pattern that is diversified and that is very inclusive and that is encompassed by moderation. You can never go wrong when you practice moderation. You never have too much of any food item. You never have those cravings because you know you can satisfy those cravings anytime. Increase your active lifestyle, increase exercise. And that is my take 
healthy eating versus dieting. Like I said, we're going to have in-depth conversations. So you do not want to miss episodes that are coming through. We're going to get into these fad diets, break them down. We're going to debunk them and talk about the best way people should move out because there is a lot of information that has flooded social media. You do not have to feel like your world is ending because you want to get into that. I think apart from the fitness environment where people go to train, food is also another thing that stops people from trying to better themselves. Because let's say today I want to start working out. Then I have a conversation with a personal trainer. My personal trainer says, you need to go on a diet. And you're like, man, I mean, okay. And then I start, and then I take a step back and I'm like, no, I'm not going to be eating grass for the rest of my life. No, I like eating meat. I like eating carbs. I like having a few vegetables in my food. I like having some pieces and I like having coffee with sugar. No, no. And then you go away. So I think that's another thing that people should also bear in mind that it's a factor that chases people. <laughs> like I said, this is my opinion. This is how I look at wellness. This is how I look at people's health. I look from a perspective of longevity. I don't look for microwave solutions. I look for something that you will take for the rest of your life and makes them stronger. So stay tuned for more in-depth conversations. Obsessive Speaker, Sunday, 10 a.m. Middle Eastern time. Put a pin on it, put it on your calendar. Coach Sibs, peace, love, happiness. I'm out.